0: Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you.
1: Shady. Uh, motherhood, the def- definition of motherhood in our society is really based a lot on relative truth whatever feels good to you and and what's right for you but the bible gives us some great examples of godly motherhood and one of those great examples of motherhood is mary the mother of jesus and uh, i just want to take a look at today the life of Mary and how she is a great example of, of motherhood. Now, all the dads, all the men in the room, this is not a message that you can check out on because we're talking about Mary and motherhood today, okay? So you all have to stay engaged. Wives, hit your husbands if they start to snore and tell them you got to stay awake because this applies to you too. But we, we can take a look at the life of Mary. Luke chapter 1 gives us a great picture of Mary and her mothering uh, nature In Luke chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 31 of Luke 1, it says, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, "'How can this be? I don't know a man.' And the angel answered and said to her, "'The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, was also conceived in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible.'" And Mary said, I love this, verse 38, it's a great verse to underline or highlight in your Bible. Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In verse verse 28, it says that the angel came to her and said, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is is with you. God bestowed his favor upon Mary. He saw Mary and her and her slavery. He saw Mary and her, and her feeble state, and he placed upon her his favor. God bestowed his favor upon Mary. What a picture of motherhood, that God places his favor upon moms, and he does that. One of the ways he does that is by having children. You know, whether you have adopted Children or or you have natural children that are yours. That child, the Bible says, is a gift from the Lord. In Psalms 127 3, it says that the children are a gift from the Lord, that they are a reward from God. And so, God, every mama in the room, every lady in the room, God has placed his favor upon your life. And one of the expressions of that is through your children. Amen. One of the expressions of his favor is through your children. We live in a society that tells us that uh, if the circumstances of the birth are not favorable or, uh, you know, if it, if it was a hard situation that you can, as a mom, make a decision to uh, do whatever you want to do with that child, after all it 's your body it 's your choice but but the scripture tells us something very differently. The Bible tells us something very differently that 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 child is a gift from God to you and and it might not be the best circumstance. It may not always be the best situation, but in the middle isn 't it just like God in the middle of darkness, in the middle of despair we don 't understand the 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 vileness of of the evil that surrounds us in our day but in the middle of that hopelessness God has given his gift and that's exactly what happened with Mary in the middle of hopelessness. You gotta, you gotta think about for a moment. And maybe I'm speaking to someone specifically this morning as I share this story. But, but they were killing babies in Jesus' time. Do you remember the situation that Jesus was born into? They were murdering uh, children, babies, because the the king was afraid. The leader was afraid. He was gonna lose his job. He was gonna lose his influence And, and so they began to kill these babies and of course we know that Joseph and Mary had to flee to Egypt to protect Jesus but wow what a what a picture of where we live today that in the middle of despair in the middle of a dark situation that God is placing his favor upon women and giving these wonderful gifts these gifts called children He's placed his favor upon your life, mama, today. And I know sometimes when, when you go through life, through mothering, through uh, trying to deal with your husband, your spouse, your in-laws, all of the things that come with being a great uh, mama and a great uh, wife, it drains you. can any of the moms say amen this morning it can be draining it can be emotionally taxing there there's there's struggles that come with that but in the middle of the challenge in the middle of what god has called you to recognize take just take a step back today and say i'm highly favored of the lord I want you to think about the power of that mom today, that you carry the favor of God on your life. Mary was favored by God. Some of the qualities that we see in her are this. One, she was a personal mother. Mary was not just a womb for hire or a surrogate mom who showed up and had a baby and God tossed her aside and that was the end of her story. Mary was a real mama. Mary went through real mama problems. Mama had to have a real pregnancy. Mary went through real birthing pains. And everybody said amen. amen. Mama went through a real delivery. She had a real labor. This wasn't just a, a, a story that we read in Scripture. Mary, the mother of Jesus. I want you to think about this, this personal nature of Mary. Mary. She cared for, she nurtured the Son of God. In her belly was conceived by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and she conceived the very creator of the universe. The creator allowed himself to be created The creator allowed himself to be knit together and formed and fashioned in the womb of this humble virgin teenage girl. He chose the humblest of means to come into creation. He came, created, and Mary nursed him. She saw Jesus You know, I I think many times we in church today, we see Jesus through the filter of our religion. We see Jesus through the filter of our experience. We see Jesus through the filter of our church. But Mary had no filters. She saw Jesus as he was. this, This humble baby boy. She saw. I want you to think about that. Moms, you've, those of you that have had children or cared for children, you know exactly that innocent nature, that, that just calm, peaceful baby nature, and, and uh, just how sweet they are. You know, I know that they have moments of terror. But, but you, you forget those when you look into those big baby eyes and you see that, you hear that sweet baby chuckle or little laugh or, you know, you see him sleeping. You just think about for a moment, Mary was holding God. She was holding in her arms, holding at her breast, holding and, and nursing and caring for her, changing diapers, the very creator of the world. The mothering, personal nature of Mary. The Bible says in John 1.14 that the word became flesh. I want you to think about who Mary was carrying. Think about what was on the inside of her. The word of God. What was the word of God? Mary, you're going to conceive and have a baby. That word of God was sown. It was spoken. Gabriel spoke the word. God spoke the word. You're going you're gonna to have a baby and his name shall be called Jesus, the son of God. And he spoke and the Holy Spirit began to create on the inside of her that brooding, hovering overshadowing. It's the same word that's used there, overshadowed Mary. It's the same word that was used on the Mount Transfiguration where the Holy Spirit came upon them. The glory of the Lord came upon the mountain and overshadowed them. It's the same word that Mary was radiating. She was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. And God began to create in her this, the word of God, the word of God became flesh. On the inside of her. And she nurtured and cared for him. In John 1.3 it says. All things were made through him. The creator of all things. Was living on the inside of her. How awesome. How humbling. It must have been. For this savior of the world. God to be born. Who was holding. Her very existence. In order. The Bible says in Hebrews that by, he is seated in heavenly places and he is holding all things. Hebrews 1.3. Jesus is holding all things together by the word of his power. This one who was born to Mary was the one who would hold every detail of her life in order. The one who ordered her steps. The one who gave meaning to her life. This same Jesus was the now the one that Mary was taking care of and nurturing. The one that would speak and breathe life into her very nostrils was the one she was now holding and caring for. The personal nature of Mary as a mother. In John 1.14, it says that he dwelt among us. Not only did she conceive, but she gave birth and the Savior of the world dwelt among us. We've seen him, we've beheld his glory. In Matthew 2:11, we see this picture of Mary's motherhood captured. The wise men come to see Jesus. You, you know the story. This isn't, you know, this isn't a Christmas message. This is an all-time message. The wise men came to see Jesus. And they're bringing their gifts, and they come into the home, and Jesus is probably a toddler at this point. And the Bible says in Matthew two eleven that Jesus was with his mother Mary. She was taking care of Jesus, who was probably one or two years old, running around the house, doing what toddlers do, and Mary's taking care of him when they come to present their gifts and worship him. In John chapter two, we find Jesus at the wedding. Of Cana. You'll remember this story. I'm sure they're there, and the wine runs out. And Mary looks at all of the servants, and what does she say? Hey, do what Jesus said. Just Jesus, you handle this. Jesus, take care of this. That personal nature uh, of Mary, she sees, she knows what Jesus is capable of. No, nobody else saw it, nobody else understood it. Jesus' disciples were there, they had never seen a miracle. They didn't know what was going to take place, but Mary saw in her son what nobody else could see. Isn't that just like mom, to always see what nobody else sees? To be able to see into the potential and the future of their children, to be able to have that nurturing instinct, to be able to see what others cannot see. I I pray that each one of us have that today, that God would grant to each of us that ability to see Jesus Like Mary saw Jesus. Oh my God, help us, Lord, to see Jesus like Mary saw him. That innocent, humble creator of the world who came to set the captives free. She saw him do what he says do. Mary was secondly a pondering mother. Throughout the New Testament, we see that Mary considered it in her heart. We see the phrase, she pondered those things in her heart. She had a faith that produced action. She was not, when, when, when the angel came to her, she didn't respond out of arrogance. Oh, look at me, the angel. Out of all the women, out of all of the women, the angel came to tell me. She didn't become puffed up or arrogant. But she considered the word. And she said, let it be to me. She surrendered her heart. She knew that she was going to be ridiculed. She understood that by being with child, unmarried, she could be stoned to death. She understood that there was pain coming. That if she was going to be the mother of Jesus, who would be the Savior of the world, she understood Scripture. She knew what that meant. There was going to be a day where her child would lay down his life for the world. And she considered it. She considered those things in her heart, and yet she stayed faithful to what God called her to do. In Luke chapter 2, verse 19, it says, Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. I love this scene, because the the shepherds are out in the fields, and they're taking care of their sheep. And the angelic chorus, glory to God in the highest, I mean, that must have been a great... I I would have loved to have been there. Man, I love worship, but uh, to angels, we're talking angelic songs, singing glory to God in the highest. We have great singers, but we ain't got no angels. (laughs) You might be angels, I don't know, but... The Bible says she treasured these things in her heart. That word treasured means she kept them close. She valued them. She put them close to her heart. When she heard the shepherds tell the story of what they saw in that field that day. I wonder if Mary had to store that away in her heart. Because there was coming a day where she would see her son crucified. There was coming a day where she was going to, with Nicodemus and Joseph, pull her son's body off the cross and anoint him and prepare his body for burial. I wonder... My God, I wonder if she had to store away in her heart the angels sang, "Glory to God in the highest. This isn't my doing. This isn't my work. God is at work. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. God is at work in my son. God is at work in my child. God is at work and, and Mary the pondering mama <laughs> she considered it. She treasured it in her heart. We find Mary at the cross in John chapter 19 verse 25 and she was there She was there, Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister, and Mary Magdalene. I wonder. I cannot imagine as as a mom looking up at that cross, seeing her son. And yet she considered it in her heart. She considered the work of God in her heart. She considered what God was doing in her heart. And she was faithful to what God had called her to. Mamas, the favor of God is on your life. And I want to tell you something. I I just feel this word so strong for somebody this morning. You might be here, mama, this morning, and you're watching a child go through excruciating pain and suffering. You might be here this morning, and mom, you, you have faced some dark days with your children. Things have happened. Mary was standing at the cross watching her child die, be ridiculed. His reputation ruined in the natural sense. But God was working a miracle greater than anything she could see in that moment. I'm sure for Mary there was this great struggle between what was happening in the natural, what she was seeing in the natural. It was hard. It was difficult. My God, it would be something that none of us would want to face or go through. But in the middle of it, she had treasured in her heart She had stored away in her heart the word of God concerning her son. That this wasn't the end. This was just the beginning. This wasn't the end of the story for her son. This was just the the beginning. This was just the launching of what was to come. Everything that had happened for 33 years, she had enjoyed her son, she had seen him minister, she had watched him lay hands on the sick and seen them recover. She had heard him preach, she had followed his ministry, she had raised his half-brothers and his sisters, and we know all of this, and yet she was there at the cross that day, and she had to consider the word that God had spoken. This is just the beginning He's the Savior of the world. And so moms, I just want to encourage you. Ladies, dads, I want to encourage you. That if you're watching the pain in the present, know that there's victory. As for you and your household. As for you and your household. Paul told the Philippians. But Mary had to stand on the word that God had given her. In the middle of the despair. He is the son of God. Of God, you see in the natural that your son is experiencing this hardship, but you've got to remember, Mary, he's the Son of God. There's a there's a promise that's being fulfilled. There's a covenant that's being signed. There's there's an agreement that's that's that, that dates way before you, Mary. There is a plan that had went into pl- place before the very creation of the world. The Bible says that before the foundation of the world, that the plan of redemption was in place for you and I. And Mary, there's something happening here that's greater than you, Mary. There's something bigger than you happening. You're just a part. You're just a piece in the story, but you're not the main picture, Mary. You're you're a part of this story. You're not the you're not the reason. Mama, i got to tell you something. You, you're not the main main story person. You're, you're not the main character in the story today. But God's placed you in the story where you're at. And He's placed favor upon your life. There's a, there's a bigger story happening today that you're a part of. So don't lose heart. And don't be discouraged in the middle of life because God's working something out for you. God's working out something for your family. Just stay faithful. Amen, amen. Somebody bless the Lord today. I feel that so strong. My God. She was a pondering mama. And she was a praying mama. (laughs) Mary was a praying mama. (laughs) I didn't didn't expect this message about Mary to... (laughs) Holy Ghost is... Affected me today with this word. If there's something that we need today, yes, is mamas who know how to pray. On, Don't be discouraged. We need daddies. Father's Day's coming. I'll have a word for you. We need daddies, daddies who know how to pray too. But my God, we need mamas who know how to touch the throne yeah. Mary who <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> the mother of Jesus in Acts 114 where was she yeah. in the upper room <laughs> She'd watched her son get crucified. She'd watched him resurrect. She'd heard him preach. And she didn't allow life to distract her. You know, it would have been easy to say, God, I did my part. I gave birth. Really, that was enough. You know? And if that wasn't enough, I went through 33 years of his ministry you know, that had to be draining for Mary to watch her son have arrest warrants. People out to kill him. I mean, I don't, I don't know any parent that wants to see their child have arrest warrants out for them, knowing that people are out to kill them, to murder them. And it's not just... It's not just someone that has a a, a weird idea or concept about him. It was the government and the religious leaders out to get him. It would have been like the president and the church pastor out to get you. They, They had him in their sights. She went through all of that. God, I did my part. No, 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 that wasn't Mary. Mary was all in. It was, it was who she was. This wasn't just about uh, a calling. This wasn't just about, hey, you're going to be the mother of Jesus. And a bunch of people are going to pray to you mistakenly. <laughs> a bunch of people are going to get confused and think they need to talk to you. I, don't be offended. We're from New Orleans. We're Catholic, you know Catholic land. Don't get offended. Just trying to help you. Do what she said. Do what do what Jesus says. That's what she's still saying. Do what Jesus says. She she could have gave it all up. I'm done. I did my part. But no, it was who she was. She went to the upper room. She was hiding out with the with the disciples, the hundred and twenty in the upper room. And Mary was a tongue talker. <laughs> She was. Mary prayed in tongues. I mean, she was one of them drunk people on the day of Pentecost. They, they, they thought she was intoxicated. She was right in the middle with the rest of them. And I'm sure she was having a good old time. <laughs> because the promise that her son prophesied and talked about had come. The very thing that he had preached and ministered, she was now experiencing for herself. I love Mary's prayer and prophecy in Luke chapter 1. After the angel comes, she visits Mary. Elizabeth, I love this. I'm going to read it to you from the message version because it's just it's so powerful in the message. And Mary said, this is, this is a great worshipful prayer response. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. <laughs> there's, there's a word on the inside of me, man. I, I just had an angelic visitation. I've got God news. I don't, I haven't been watching Fox or CNN. I've been tuned into a heavenly radio station, and I've got, I got something to share. I got something to tell you. I'm bursting. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. You know, whoo. <laughs> I guess she was. God took one good look at me. And guess what happened? He saw me. I don't know if there's anybody here like Mary this morning. God took one look at me, and I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. (laughs) What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after, wave after wave after wave after wave after wave. After wave his mercy flows on those who are on all before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength. He scattered the bluffing bra- <laughs> He scattered the bluffing bra- braggarts. <laughs> Anybody have any of those in your life? <laughs> Oh, Mary, you've just lost your mind. You're just desperate, Mary. You're just desperate. But he scattered them. He knocked the tyrants off their high horses. He pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on. He piled on, he piled them on, the mercies, and piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham right up to now. She saw, Mary saw in that moment, Mother Mary saw, looking past the ages of time, looking back to Abraham, seeing the promise that was afar off, how now Come into her belly. The promise that had been spoken. My God, I'm speaking to somebody this morning. The promise that's been spoken over your life, over your family for years, for years, for years. Mary, in that one moment with God, saw through the ages where God had promised that deliverance was coming. Shadows and types of it had come. She saw through the ages and now the promise was living in her. If you're here this morning, and say, God, I know you've said, I know you've spoken, but I just haven't seen it. It hasn't come to pass yet. Through the ages of time, the Bible says when the fullness of time had come, Mary conceived. God sent forth his son into the world in the fullness of time. You're hanging on to a promise that God would bless your home, bless your family. You're hanging on to a promise about what God has spoken over your life. And you say, God, I cannot see. I don't see it happening. I see shadows of it. I've tasted an appetizer, but I haven't got the main course yet. Hold on. Hold on, Mom. Hold on lady hold on sir because i'm telling you that word that promise is just as live it's just as real as the day that god spoke it jesus always existed he didn't just start existing when he was conceived he always was in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was, he was there in the beginning and so he always that word has always existed but there had to come a moment, there had to come a point in the fullness of time where Mary could give birth. So just hold on. Birthday's coming. The day of birth for that promise is coming. But you've got to be ready. There's got to be a Mary who's been prepared. There's got to be a generation that's been prepared. There's, there's things that it's not just about you. You've got to understand that it's not just about you. You're just a piece of the puzzle. You're just a player in the story. But there's more to the story than just your piece. Because you've you got to understand something. Mary had to understand something. Even though she was just a part in the story, everything that she did, every, every, every bottle that she gave Jesus, every diaper that she changed, every birthday party she threw was part of a bigger story. And I want to tell you, every step that you take towards that promise, every, every, it might be a micro step, but every step that you take towards that promise that God has given to you, it's all part of the bigger story that God's writing with your life. Don't think that God's thrown away. His promise. Don't think that, that well, because you, you blew it here, did something there, that the story's ended. No, no. God's not thrown off track by that, friend. He's writing the story of your life. Just like with Mary through the ages of time, he wasn't thrown off when, when Abraham messed it up or David messed it up or take any pick of any of them. They all blew it at some point. He wasn't thrown off. It didn't distract the plan of redemption that was being passed down through the ages. The promise was born. And Mary was a great mama. She was a praying mama. And fourthly, lastly, Mary was a submissive mother. Uh Uh-oh. I said it. I'll stop crying now. Mary was a submissive mother. Mary was surrendered, but not a slave. She was surrendered, but she wasn't a slave. She was free as she could be. She carried herself with honor and dignity, she carried herself with courage and grace. She humbled herself before God. She didn't become arrogant or puffed up, and she was happy to yield. Ladies, she found happiness in yielding and surrendering. That might be a hard word to hear, especially in our culture today. But there's power in understanding the headship, the lordship of God, the headship of Christ, and, and the order that God has placed within the family dynamic. We see it throughout Scripture We see this demonstrated throughout Scripture. We see this demonstrated in the church. We see this demonstrated in the the prophet, the priest, the king. We see this every area, understanding, surrender, understanding the headship of Christ. And she was surrendered. She surrendered not only to the Lord, but she surrendered to her husband. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor. Pastor, can you go back to that promise, getting getting fulfilled? <laughs> when, when Joseph said to Mary, Mary, I know you're pregnant, but guess what we're doing? You're getting on a donkey, and we're going to Bethlehem. It's so funny, Heather... Heather has, she drives our SUV, so she kind of climbs up into it, and it's easier when you're pregnant, I suppose, to get into the SUV, but yesterday she rode in my car, and she had to get down into my car, (laughs) and all day I heard about the joys of my car. All that to say, I can't imagine putting your pregnant wife on a donkey. <laughs> Off we go, honey, let's go. We got to go for a census. And not only, not only did he put her on a donkey and say, let's go, he didn't bother booking a hotel room before they left. <laughs> Isn't that just like a man? Say, oh, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> yeah, that worked real well. <laughs> and I can imagine, honey, if you would just listen to me, we, would have, we wouldn't be in this problem, honey, if you would just book. Y'all get quiet in here because you know it's true. Husbands aren't going to say a thing. They know better. It's Mother's Day. And then they get to, they get to Bethlehem she thinks that they're settled and then he says we ain't done you got to get back on that donkey and we're going to Egypt and off to Egypt they had to go and they had to set up a new life in Egypt and wait for God to say give them the all clear to go to Nazareth and then they had to go to Nazareth and get settled in in Nazareth and do you see the pit? she was she honored her husband that's just one example but she she surrendered to what God was saying, and she surrendered to Joseph. What a model of motherhood. What a model of of motherhood that we find in the life of Mary. It's interesting to me. The last verse in Scripture where Mary, the mother of Jesus, is mentioned is in Acts 114 in the upper room. We don't ever see her again. The apostles don't mention her. We don't see her. The last place we find Mary is praying in tongues at the start of the New Testament church. Everything that she was called to do had been fulfilled. Everything that God had put upon her and in her to accomplish, her part of the story was done. It was fulfilled. Did she go on? Was she involved in the church life and everything? Sure, but, but we don't see that. We don't see her or hear from her in scripture again. She fulfilled her purpose. She gave birth to Jesus. She nurtured him. She was a personal mama. She cared for him. She was a praying mama. She was a pondering mama. She surrendered to her. She walked. She did it. And when the day of Pentecost had come, the promise of the Father, Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, 33 says he poured out this, which you now see in here. Every promise had been fulfilled. Everything had, had been accomplished. Mom, I want to say to you today, take the pressure off. Do what God's called you to do. No more, no less. Do what God's called you to do. Run the race with endurance. Be that praying mama. Be that person mama. Be that that mama that we see and exhibited in the life of Mary. But can I just leave you with this word, maybe just a word of encouragement? Sometimes I know ladies that It's easy to put, and men do this too, but especially with the ladies, you put the pressure on. I gotta fix it all. I gotta troubleshoot everybody's problem. I gotta fix every. I gotta gotta do, do what God's called you to do. Set your hand to the work that God's called you to, fulfill it, run the race, and don't worry about all the rest. Take the anxiety off. Take the fear off. Take the pressure off. Take the depression off. You can't fix yesterday. You can't change it. But what you can do is find yourself like Mary in that upper room. Taking a big old drink of the river of life that was flowing from the throne. And say, God, I don't know about all of that. I, I don't know about all of that. I don't know about all those men who hated my son. I don't know about all of that. I don't know about all of that stuff. But one thing I know is that I was the mama of the son of God. And you've, you've placed your purpose and, and power upon my life. And I'm just going to run. I'm going to be a part of what you're doing. I'm going to be a part. And she, she finds herself just in the flow of the New Testament church. She steps right in. I don't know about all that, but what I do know, I'm going to fulfill what God's called me to do. He's filled me with this power. He's filled me with the spirit, and I'm just going to keep on going. That was it. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Worship team, you can come on. I love what Matthew Henry says. He says, we have here an account given of the mother of our Lord of whom he was to be born, whom though we are not to pray to, yet we ought to praise God for. I think that's so true. We just thank God for what he's done and what he's doing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the ladies who are here today. God, I thank you for such a church full of wonderful women. Women who serve faithfully. Women who hear your voice. Women who love your word. Lord, women who pray. Women who are full of Holy Ghost power. Lord, I thank you for women who love to worship and who who dance and rejoice before you unendingly. Thank you, God, for for great leaders that are uh, in the church. Ladies who are leading and ministering, Lord, in, in great ways. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the ladies of our house. Lord, I pray for your your blessing on their lives. Lord, not just today, but Lord, every day. Not just on Mother's Day, but every day. Lord, that you would bless them. Bless their homes. Bless their children. Lord, bless their resources. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for your favor that you've placed upon them. As we started off today, Lord, we recognize that your favor, your hand of favor has been placed upon them. Lord, I thank you that right now, right where they're at, Lord, they'll just be able to reflect and recognize, Lord, you've placed heavenly favor upon them. Lord, they're they're carriers of a a heavenly favor.
0: Thank you for joining the Celebration podcast. For more information, visit ccakron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store.
1: With my father,